I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. This is episode number 98. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today I want to talk to you about creating product training content. Now, I bring this up because uh, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a few clients who have said, okay, we've got new clients onboarding. How can we most effectively create product training content? And... The temptation is just to take everything you have about content and maybe, you know, you take your your landing pages that you might have, stick it in a document. Take any frequently asked questions you have, stick it in a document. And these can be very helpful, but there's a better way than just sticking it together. Um, When you've got a new sales rep coming on board, they need to consume so much about the company. And the last thing they need to worry about is every single nitty-gritty detail of your program or product. Now, eventually they have to know it, but they don't need to start there. So the process that I encourage is, first of all, help them understand the why behind why the company exists. What is your mission? What is your focus? What is your goal? Uh, We've talked in previous episodes about, quote-unquote, drinking the Kool-Aid. And you need to have a sales rep that will do this so that they can truly believe in that mission or that vision that you have. You need to have someone that's on this journey with you because you'll hear all the time and, uh, you know, just kind of check yourself because maybe you're someone like this. I can sell anything that I believe in. Okay. This is a line that I hear time and time again from people who are sales professionals or even people that are newer in sales. Um, But they know that if they believe in something, they can talk about it and have some excitement towards it. And this is pretty common. And people tend to shy away from sales because they think they're going to be asked to promote something they don't believe in. Well, when you have a sales rep coming on board in your company, you need to have them believe in that product. Your primary focus needs to be, how can we help this person see the impact that we can make? or hopefully that we are making, but if, you know, maybe you're a newer company, so it's an impact that you want to make, but you haven't quite made it yet. Map out how you can show them that first. Don't worry about the the logic behind all the ins and outs and the intricacies of your program yet, or your, your offer, okay? Focus on having them believe. Because if they can buy into that belief, if they can jump onto a conversation and be fueled by that Kool-Aid that they drank, then coming from that sincere place of wanting to help somebody can get them through almost any initial sales call. Many, many times when I take on a new client, um, I don't have the time to learn all the ins and outs of a product that I might be selling or that the team might be selling. And that's okay. As long as I understand the why behind the company, the why behind the movement, if there's you know a movement behind the company, then I can speak to solving the problem. Um, so, for example, I have 
uh, a client that works with business owners to help them organize and systemize and document their content. Um, and this helps people scale, right? It helps, um, it helps everybody know exactly what step-by-step-by-step process to go through to create a repeatable result. And so when I first started working with them, I wanted to take some calls to get a feel for the audience, get a feel for the conversations. I didn't know the ins and outs of the program. But I knew that they helped people organize their business, systemize their business, and document those systems. And so that allowed me to jump on a call and focus on that. Can this person that I'm speaking to use that? Yes. What do I know about the impact that creates? Will I know that if somebody has their systems documented and clearly mapped out, then that means they can outsource a lot of the, or delegate a lot of those key pieces in their business, which gives them more freedom. And especially if it's a business owner, gives them time to work on the business instead of in the business. Can I speak to that from an emotional perspective? I absolutely can because I get it. I'm a business owner, right? And so once I'm there, I can have the sales conversation. Now, I might not close the sale on that call if I don't know all the details, but there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, Mr. Smith, I'm super excited to be able to help you do this. Um, I know you've got a couple more questions. Let's jump on a call uh, tomorrow afternoon at two and we'll finalize everything and get things going for you. Or, you know, Mr. Smith, that's a really great question. I need to confirm the answer to that, but let's get a call on the calendar for tomorrow at two and we'll get all your, your questions answered from there. Nothing wrong with that. If you can equip somebody with a base foundation about what the solution, not, not even what the solution is, but what the solved problem looks like. If you can help your new sales rep get clear on that, the conversations become much easier. You can throw them into the mix when they don't have all the information and they will not only survive, but they'll thrive. And we've talked um, in previous episodes about the, uh, the, the chart or the graph of the evolution, I guess you could say, of a, of a sales professional. You know, and somebody gets started and they have no idea what they're doing, so they ask a lot of questions. And they start making some sales because the only thing they know how to do is learn more about the customer's problem than go see if they can solve it. And then there's a point, if you picture this visual graph that, that was at the bottom, is you go up to the top um, and their, their knowledge gets so much bigger. Or there's so much more information. They've had client stories. They've had testimonials. They understand the ins and outs. But they tend to talk too much. And so instead of listening... They spend their time trying to let the audience know how much they know. And then their sales are going to start to drop off. And then the sales professional kind of finds the happy medium. And although they have the knowledge, they don't dish it out unless it's to answer a specific question. And they still go back to spending their time asking questions. Okay. So that's kind of the evolution. But that first stage that you have, you don't want to take it for granted. When somebody doesn't know all the information... As long as they're a sincere person and they understand the why behind the company, they can do a phenomenal job because they're coming from a place of sincerity. And that's what sells. They're not trying to push somebody in. They might not even know the prices. So if you can give somebody that core why and what that outcome is and give them some links to sales pages with some notes, they'll survive. The other part that I want to mention, though, is the order in which you create trainings or provide trainings around your different products or services. 
And the process that I want you to think about is how, well, what's the most foundational piece? Um, again, with this company that I'm talking about with the documenting systems, they had two main tracks. They had a track where they helped business owners document the systems, which was the primary one. And one of the programs is foundational, it's digital, and it's got everything mapped out clearly because there's lots of digital modules that you can go through. They're already built into the sales page, so you could effectively go through and read every single piece that's there. If you understood those pieces, and I think in their system there's 17 steps, if you understood every single one of those pieces then the different levels of support they offer to achieve that same solution is essentially just different ways to package it. Like, um, you know, there's the, the done on your own version, right? Which essentially is a digital course. There is one where you can have somebody um, on your team be trained to do it. And there's one where you can have somebody externally come in and do it for you. But, those are essentially just different ways and nuances in how it's packaged and offered. The core foundation of what you're doing, you need to just understand that foundation. So when I created the program or the training content, I went through and created it from the base level of here is this entry level program. Here are the details. Here's the components. Now, here are the different ways that it is packaged. And these are the type of people that it is typically best suited for at these different levels. So we focus on that first. Now there's a second side of their business that they have. And this side of the business is training consultants to do this work with other companies. Uh, and side note, amazing program. Um, if you want to shoot me a message, ask me who they are. I mean, by all means, um, phenomenal program, phenomenal products, phenomenal everything. But this other part of it is training consultants, so it isn't quite the same outcome as the first three programs. So we started with the first three, and then once the the sales rep understands those core pieces, then we can go to the consulting side and say, hey, this program is for someone that wants to build out their consulting business, that wants to increase uh, their their sales and be able to get more um, add more value to their existing clients. And we use these consultants in each of those first three programs that you learned about. So this is where somebody gets certified to, to implement these processes in someone else's business. So they're the ones that go in for the outsource version. They're the ones that help do some coaching in the um, scenario where you've got someone on your team being trained. They're the ones that pop in and support when you're doing um, the kind of done on your own version. There's a little bit with one of these consultants. Okay. So that logical process is really, really vital. The temptation is to go through and say, you know what? Let's start at the bottom and go to the top as far as price goes. And if that was the case, you'd end up going, well, here's the basic level program. And by the way, here's if you want it to, um, somebody internally to be trained. By the way, here's the one where if you wanted to be certified yourself um, and help other people, Oh, and then here's the done for you version. And, you know, that's the, the price tiering. But that doesn't help the core understanding of the sales rep. Don't map out your sales training for products specifically based on 
lowest to highest or highest to lowest price. Focus on how many core problems are being solved and break them up that way. And then once you have that identified, then think about if there's one program that really sets the foundation where everything else is just the same kind of idea, but packaged differently or presented differently or at a higher level or lower, lower level. And just start with that foundation. Because if you can do that, you're just going to make the learning curve that much shorter for your sales rep. Then not only can they go in with that clear push and purpose of what the company is about, but they can say, okay, this is the situation you're in. Great. We have a program and instantly you know how to solve the problem of which program is for me based on understanding where these components fit. So I hope that makes sense. Um, there was one more piece I wanted to mention. The, oh, and it's bec- when you, when you approach it this way, you're also able to walk people through different experiences. So the buying process for somebody that might want a done for you program versus somebody trained inside the company versus um, jumping in and doing a course themselves it's not necessarily what they feel like doing or what they would like. It comes down to where they're at in their business. If someone's going to do a done for you, I like to say they've probably got more money than time, but they know how important it is that this gets handled. Someone that wants to go through the course themselves might have more time than money and still really needs to know what's going on. And someone in the middle that has somebody internally that could do it, but they still want to keep their finger on the pulse, they'll be a, a fit for having somebody internally trained. And so they're, they're kind of in the middle. So understanding those pieces are going to help that core content land even more effectively. So I hope that makes sense. And um, one last point that I'll make is when you do put these things together, video training is probably the easiest. If you want to get really fancy, you can you know, strip out the audio from the video training so people can listen to it. It's sort of like if you're creating a course, right? Um, give them options, give them worksheets. But when you test, and you should test, you don't have to formalize it, but you need to validate that people are actually doing the the training and getting something from it. Don't test for the the little logistics like, hey, how many uh, calls per month does this program get? It's not a big deal. If they if they don't know that, they can reference it. What's more important is if this is a you know, give them a case study if. John Smith is a person in this situation, this size business, based on this, this, and this, what are you most likely to recommend to them? Help them become an expert at recommending the right level of service of your product for the right kind of person. Okay, so super valuable. The other piece, I'm going to add one more actually. Um, The other piece is when you can create this content that's specific to a product, um, I like to use what's called a one sheet. And a one sheet if you don't already have this set up in your business, is one document either for, it could be one document for an entire company if you want, or it can be one document for a specific product that has all the applicable links all attached to it. So one um, might have, here's a link to the video training walking you through what this product is about. Two, here's a link to the sales page where all the content is if you need to reference it. Three, here's a link to the order page um, so you can process it. Four, here's a link to the frequently asked questions. I mean, if there's any other nuances, like 
Uh, here's a link to the bonuses that might come with it or, or anything like that. Put them all there as well. And then this one sheet becomes the default tool that you can send out. That when you bring in a new sales rep, you say, hey, here's the product. And maybe um, if it's like this client I was talking about, where they have three products that solve the same problem, start with an initial overview video. And then take them through... Um, the, the product training, and then just have these one sheets as a reference point if they need to go back. Okay. So I hope that helps. Um, my, the, the biggest goal here is for me to share with you when you are creating product training, just don't focus on what might be the logical order of what's the cheapest to most expensive um, or vice versa. Focus on one Help them drink the Kool-Aid first. What's the vision? What's the why behind the company? What's that impact that gets made? What's the problem that gets solved? And what's that solution look like? Okay, that's the first thing. Two, when you're designing the actual core product training, think about what's going to make the most logical sense in understanding how things are built. Is there one program that truly sets the foundation and other offers that are similar? And if they know the first one, then it's just a slight change or adjustment in the presentation, the packaging, the delivery, uh, something like that. And then finally create a one sheet that gives you everything to reference. So it's all in one spot so that you can just have that available for your sales reps. Okay. Um, we will talk in a future training about actual sales training and how to do that, but it's very important to think this process for your products through so that your sales rep can get started, hit the ground running, and start making those sales quickly. Once they're rolling, once they've had real live calls, they'll come back with questions, they'll go deeper, and that's when we can get into the more formal sales training. Okay, guys, so that's it for me. This was episode number 98 of Sales Team Rescue. Again, I'm your host, Jeremy Demerchant. And if you have any questions, thoughts, you want to catch the replay of this episode or previous episodes, go over to salesteamrescue.com. If you want to book your complimentary sales team readiness assessment call with me, you can see that link over at salesteamrescue.com as well. And we will see you right here next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Sorry, whoa, not Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> we will see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern right here in Headspace TV. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.